Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. One. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson, Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app, or go to betsaracen.com. Coming up this weekend with uh, championship games, the Ravens are favored by four over the Chiefs. The over/under is 44 and a half, and the number has gone up with the Niners. They're now a seven and a half point favorite over the Lions. Over under is fifty one and a half. And on Bet Saracen, you can not only get the NFL games, you can get NBA, college basketball, all the sports that you want. You can even get some in game bets, prop bets, specials, double R props. It's all there on Bet Saracen. For the most accurate and up to date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store. Download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets. So we're happy now that uh, Twin Peaks came oh, in. Oh, man. Fed hey, us well. Yeah, they did. The food was great. Uh, Todd and I both enjoyed the tacos, and I had those ribs. Yeah, they're, that's really good. Um, good stuff. I'm, it, it, it hit at the right time. I didn't really get to eat lunch on, before I got here. I was getting a little hungry. I was trying yeah, to figure out what am I going to eat sure. on the way home before I get to Bryant sitting in that traffic. That 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 uh, did the job right there. So you got your nice surprise then. That's a, right. A late lunch. Yep. Also, uh, the spicy Thai ribs. Both of you guys try I those? I tried those. Yeah. I did not, but uh, I, I guess, Nate, they, they, they really were good. pretty good for you, huh? Really good. Yeah. Some good stuff in there. Go there and try that out and then get some parlays from Charlotte. Absolutely. No <laughs> they, they knew their stuff. You're sitting over here doing a bunch of research. I thought maybe you'd kick me out and let them do the rest of the show. They they uh, they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte, she, uh, she definitely stays up on it when it comes to NBA, but she knew all about uh, NFL and, yeah. and the playoffs and everything going on there. Yep. But, yeah, she knows her stuff. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We were, when we were talking about the temperatures and everything and yeah. how, you know, the weather goes up and down here in Arkansas, have a message that says in Afghanistan it'd be 110 on a day and 30 degrees at night. So Ooh. having that extreme, extremely high heat, yeah. and then at night it get really cold. Oh. So that that's one extreme to the next. Yeah, that, that that's tough. Hey, talking about the, the odds... I, I, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I was going to see if we could talk about that for a second. You know, I got to thinking about something, and and the and the the ladies brought up Lamar Jackson, which I've always liked him too. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Th- this is what I how I look at this. Um, Jackson's had a terrific season, no doubt, the MVP. When I was looking at this though, and I've heard all this stuff has been talked about Mahomes. I kind of I like to draw comparisons from other sports and stuff. To me, right now, I kind of feel like Mahomes is Michael Jordan, and Jackson may be Charles Barkley. 
where great player or Carl Malone, you know, and 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 she made a good point, um, Kennedy, like that, you know, he hasn't been to the Super Bowl and that this could be his coming out party, but. That's why, I mean, if I wasn't a Chief, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for the Chiefs, and if I bet, I'd bet on them. Um, may have to do that on the at Saracen app, but, but uh, even if I wasn't, if I was impartial on this, I think I would take the Chiefs just because I kind of feel like Mahomes, I think he willed them to win against Buffalo. You know, and I don't know if Lamar can do that. I mean, I, I, he he might be able to, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. This is a big game for him and his whole legacy and everything. You know, I'm not a big I'm not a big legacy guy, but you know they like to talk about that on the morning TV shows and stuff. You know, he cemented his legacy by getting to the championship game, getting to the Super Bowl. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that comparison, and do you think that she's having an advantage having Mahomes a quarterback? Maybe he didn't have as good a season as Lamar, but in these games, he's been so good. Um, as far as having an advantage going to this game, I, I still don't. I, I still see the Ravens okay. having that advantage just because they're more complete on both sides of the ball. And uh, Mahomes does give you an edge, though. He's he's always going to give you that chance to win, no matter what the situation is with the Chiefs yeah. offensively. But we said, you know, it's not necessarily about Mahomes because you know that he'll show up in these moments. It's more about the receivers. receivers. Are they going to show up to do their part? And um, even if you go back a few weeks ago and we saw the Chiefs at maybe one of their worst when they played against the Raiders, yeah. and um, there were two defensive touchdowns scored in that game. So we know that that's something that the Ravens' defense is capable of doing. Yeah creating turnovers, taking the ball away. So not only do you have to worry about them from the offensive side of the ball and what they can do, you have to worry about their defense at times, creating opportunities for the offense, if not scoring on defense itself. I obviously respect Kevin Kelly a great deal. I've worked with him in high school football. And then when you get the analysts that are on this station are terrific. We talked about the basketball guys, but when I listened to Kevin breaking down uh, – football stuff he said that he is basically a stone cold lock that the ravens are going to win and he likes that um you know the defensive matchup that's what he points to um and you know that makes a lot of sense when you're looking at x's and o's and you're looking at those kind of things uh but man if mahomes is able to win this game and get them to the super bowl you you've got to look at i mean i think you talk about legacies this hasn't been a good football team, especially offensively in the receivers. If they all of a sudden, I mean, they did a good job minus Hardman's fumble into the end zone. They were better. If they play better and they win that, I mean, I think there's something to what Romo was saying about him being able to will them. You know, I think the great players are able to do that. Uh, and the Ra- I'm, it, on paper, that, I mean, that's what Kevin's saying. On paper, they should beat them. They've had a better season, but I think the one thing that sometimes is not valued enough are those intangibles of can you win when the it, the season's on the line. You know, Lamar's been great. Is he gonna is he gonna make a mistake in this game just because it's to go to the Super Bowl? You know, that that's the thing you don't know. But you know, Mahomes has been pretty good in those in those big games, and can he maybe pull a rabbit out of the hat? And, you know, even though the the Ravens are a good defense, does he play good enough where he doesn't make mistakes? But I think we can all agree he throws a couple picks, that game's over. Well, here, here's what we can say about legacy. Now, as far as legacy and looking at these two quarterbacks, yeah. it is more about Lamar Jackson and taking that next step. Now, it's expected that he'll win the MVP this year, yeah. and he's already won an MVP. But to take that next step, it is, you know, it's more about – his legacy overall, Patrick Mahomes, if he didn't play another down in football, his legacy is already cemented. I know. I know. They, they've been to six straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowl championships. That legacy is already set. Yeah, yeah well, and, and Jackson is great, and he's had by far the best year this year. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, that, that jordan Carl Malone thing is kind of, you know, intact because he – Malone's an all you know Hall of Famer, Barkley's a Hall of Famer, but they couldn't get it done in the big games. Jordan's able to do it, 
Um, it, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it goes down to the end. I think it's the fourth quarter nail biter again. And you know, that's when you're playing those kind of games. I just that's the thing that makes me feel good about Kansas City is that if they're down with two minutes to go in the game and they need a field goal, Butker to hit a fifty yarder to win it. I feel confident that he can do that. In the elements. He could do it yes. in the elements. Yes. We've seen him do it. And on the other on the other hand, can Jackson do that? I mean, this season he's been tremendous. But if he has to go 80 yards, you know, in, in two minutes or whatever, that's what I'm wondering about. Now, and, now if you're, you're talking about a uh, field goal situation, late game situation, yeah. yeah. The Ravens do have the best kicker in league yes, history exactly. in Justin Tucker. So if you cross the 50 and you're giving the team a chance yep. with Justin Tucker, you feel good about those yeah, chances. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. And you know, Bucker's been really good this year too. But, yeah, Tucker's – that's the thing if you're a Ravens you feel good about, that you don't have to get – you know that close because he can make them. I, I think this is going to be a better game than people think, though. I and and maybe you know people think it's going to be a a good game, but the Ravens are no doubt going to win it. But I I'm not ready to count Kansas City out, and I think in the Buffalo game they won it, but they gave Buffalo a chance to 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 be in the game with that fumble, and they were still able to play well enough to. To keep it, and if Buffalo hits that field goal near the end, I think Buffalo pulls that game out. Yeah, and that's you know that's why Bass got, which I hated to see that. I hate you know I live with a kicker, so I hate seeing kickers get. uh, My my son was reading Instagram after he missed that. Oh no! Five minutes, five minutes after he missed that, uh, he was looking at at uh, at the guys. Instagram, his wife's Instagram and his and the comments that were coming and in it, and it was it was bad. Yeah, and I told him I said, "Are you ready? Are you ready for that?" <laughs> yeah, it's tough being a kicker. And Let's I think go that's to the cool thing that both Buffalo and Kansas City fans stepped up and and donated to to Bass's charity for. Yeah. I guess it's for homeless cats or something like that. Wound up donating a whole bunch of money, so good for them. That was good. Yeah. Let's go to the phones and talk to Heath. What's up, Heath? What's going on, gentlemen? Hey. Hey. Hey, I guess uh, Hog fans ready for baseball season, right? <laughs> That's some, the word on there, the internet. There, there's some still optimistic, though, Heath. Optimistic? <laughs> Every time mm. they've lost been by double digits, and I mean, it's uh, it's not going to get any easier. Have you seen that uh, that seven foot two Croatian kid from Kentucky play yet? Yes. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, Pickskin. it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. Pickskin is not here. Todd and Nate are here. He's not, Hey, well, let me ask you guys a question. What do you think about Harbaugh going to? I mean, we pretty much knew he was going to the NFL, but who would you like to see? And are there any leading candidates Michigan's looking at to uh, replace Harbaugh? Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator, who coached four of the six games for Michigan this past season that Harbaugh was out. So that's that's who they're looking at. I think that's well, a no-brainer. Well, he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. I talked to him at the Broyles Award. He was a nice guy. You know, I think he... I think he was a little bit irritated that he didn't win that. You know, and you give it to a guy from Iowa who they bludgeoned, you know. So I think that kind of, that kind of stuck in his craw a little bit. But he was uh, he was real cool. I walked out with him and his wife, you know, uh, afterwards. And and I yeah, he he did a good job. I, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense right now to do that. That's all I had, gentlemen. You have a great day. All right. Appreciate it, Heath. Also, with the NFL honors coming up, they've released the list of finalists for NFL honors. And uh, when we look at MVP, sometimes it's narrowed down to about three candidates, three, three of the finalists there. But this year, for AP MVP, you have Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. So those are your MVP candidates. And then uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Deron Bland from the Cowboys, who had a uh, record season with number of pick sixes that he had. Max Crosby from the Raiders, Miles Garrett from the Browns, Micah Parsons from the Cowboys, and T.J. Watt from the Steelers. Offensive Player of the Year, Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott. So, 
When you're talking about uh, Offensive Player of the Year, you have three of the players that were also nominated for MVP. They're up for Offensive Player of the Year. I think you got to go Jackson. I think I think he's the MVP, and I think he's the Offensive Player of the Year too. I mean, those, all those guys are good, but yeah, that he's had. There's there's no question he's had a good year, and now he just has to finish it off, you know. But he's he's been great, and the thing about him is. You, you sometimes forget how good of a runner he is. I mean, he, he he can do it all, and that's what makes it hard. That's what the Chiefs have a hard hard test because you know you, you get him third and eight, and you know Josh Allen was able to do that to scramble out, and he's more he's quicker than than Allen, so that that makes him so so tough. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We have a message that says CMC MVP. So they're all about Christian McCaffrey yeah. winning the MVP. You can make an argument for all those guys. I just think that with the way the Ravens have won, and I think he's such a critical part of it. I mean, you talk about their defense, but Jackson has really made the offense go. But, yeah, McCaffrey is good. Of course, I like Brock Purdy, a former Cyclone, Iowa State Cyclone. That He's a great story, kind of similar to, to Kurt Warner. Um, but he's a little, he's been a little up and down at times. So Now with Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jameer Gibbs – and Sam Laporta, both of the Lions, Puka Nakua, Rams, Bijan Robinson of the Falcons, and then C.J. Stroud, who is the favorite to win AP Offensive Rookie of the Year from the Texans. Who do you like there? Those are all good. So, actually, I like Puka Nakua and yeah. the season that he had. That's what I like. Yeah. He, he broke a lot of uh, single-season records for rookies, but we know that a lot of times it could be skewed towards the quarterbacks. Quarterback. And C.J. Stroud would probably be the guy that walks away and, and wins the award. You know why I like Nakua? Because everybody says, who? Puka who? Who is that guy? You know, unless you're in Provo, Utah, and he, and he came in, you know, for Cooper Cup, you know, you wonder oh, what would have happened, you know, if Cup's, uh, you know, not, not hurt then. But, but Stroud, I mean, what he's done with Houston and being able to turn them into a playoff team with Demeca Ryans, that's, that's big too. I, I like Nakua, though. I think I'd vote for him. Just because he came out of nowhere and he had that historic season, Texans also have a defensive finalist for Rookie of the Year, AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter from the Eagles, Joey Porter Jr. from the Steelers, Kobe Turner from the Rams, and Devin Witherspoon from the Seahawks. So you have a couple of corners in there, a couple of defensive tackles, and then a linebacker. AP Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Flacco, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, who had a bounce-back season, Matt Stafford, and Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I, I want your take on that, uh, which, and, I, and I've got somebody, but Hamlin, did you see the fake punt on that, with it, that they ran with him? Yeah. So, is, do you know, is he normally in the, is he in the pass protection, or was that just... Was that a particular play that he was in there on? Do you not, know that? Not, not really sure. Uh, in the past, he has played special teams. Yeah. And he's been in more of a reserve role as far as if, if there was a safety that was out, yes. then he would be into the starting lineup. Uh-huh. And, and he started some games. So he's moved all around the field. But as far as what they've been doing this season, not sure if, if he well, was on that, that punt I'm coverage. no special teams coordinator, but as soon as I saw him there, I yelled, I yelled fake. I mean, it just, I, it, the way he was looking and everything, you could kind of read it. I mean, and I, I thought that was, I don't know how much, you know, a lot of the, the focus went on Bass, you know, for missing that. I thought that was a bad play. I, I, I thought McDermott shouldn't have, shouldn't have tried that there. I mean, it ended up, you know, the ball went out of the end zone there, so it kind of came out in the wash. But but the if, field position they gave up as a result, yeah. Yeah, if, if I can read that as just somebody sitting on the couch, you know, definitely the the special teams guys for the Chiefs. In the moment, though, you know, they're on the field. They see it in the moment. It's like if you're on the sideline, it's kind of hard to relay that. Yeah. Like, like the players on the field need, need to be able to recognize right. it. Right, which they stopped him, so I don't know if they did or they just – it wasn't a great play. But you mentioned him. It, what a great story, though. That was so – Did you, were you watching that game when he – when he passed out. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen in sports. I I, I was so worried that he had passed away. I was As soon as it happened, 
I just thought I think this guy might be die, might be dead, and and you never no. I mean, in the NFL, you sit down and watch an NFL game, so it's it's so tremendous that he's playing football. That's a great story, absolutely, and that's why you know coming into the season, it was thought that if he got back on the field, he was going to be the yeah. comeback player of the year. Yeah. But with some of these outstanding seasons, Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, what they've been able to do, getting back on the field, um, there's a case to be made. For those guys, maybe a co comeback player of the year, maybe it could. It, yeah, that's possible. I would probably. I mean, I love Hamlin's story, but I probably would vote for Mayfield because I kind of had written him off. Like I didn't think that, and to be able to take that Bucks team, I also think that he kind of showed some maturity this year to where he said, "Come with me, let's get, let's make this run." You know what I mean? Like that's been the knock on him before, maybe that he's not as mature and all that stuff. I, I think he really kind of led that team, and he's revitalized his career now. AP Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin Stefanski. Woo. Yeah, that, that's, that's a tough, tough class. And then Assistant Coach of the Year, Ben Johnson of the Lions, both Ravens coordinators, yeah. Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, Todd Monken, their offensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, who's the Browns' defensive coordinator, and Bobby Slovic, Texans' offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slovic, and Mike McDonald. They've been getting a lot of these coaching interviews for assistant coaches that could possibly get one of these remaining jobs. Yeah. Four jobs left. Coach of the year, I'm going Dan Campbell. When you lead the Lions to the playoffs like that and win, I think it's his. And I probably would go uh, maybe the uh, Mike McDonald. The Ravens defense. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios. Stay tuned. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on the Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. The Los Angeles Chargers have their new head coach in Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh returns to the team he retired with in 2000 after nine years in Michigan, culminating in a national championship this past year. He previously coached the 49ers from 2011 to 2014, taking them to three straight NFC championship games and one Super Bowl appearance, which was a loss to the Ravens. Los Angeles has their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert, who had a down year in 2023, throwing for 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions with 3,134 passing yards and just 13 games. Elsewhere, the Chargers have an aging roster that finished with a 5-12 record. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The Bucks are back! At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kids Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic. Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz.
This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. A new survey from the Centers for Disease Control revealed a startling fact. Americans are getting shorter. 19-year-old American men were the 36th tallest in the world in 1985, but by 2019, they had fallen all the way to 47th place. Women the same age fell from 38th to 58th place. No, we're not going to cue the Randy Newman short people song because, you know, short people do have a reason to live. But I have some helpful advice for all of you shrinking violets. Start wearing hokas. Mine get me all the way up to an even six feet tall. And that's a good thing. Come by Double B's this week for some delicious bean-to-cup coffee. You can select your favorite roast and the machine will grind the beans and produce a steaming cup of Renoco coffee. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Listen for Champs and Chumps Fridays during the Zone, brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball, the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. Located in the outlets of Little Rock next to H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Live from the Hogs Meat Market studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. We're going to get into your Razor Hog update. And Razor Hog update is brought to you by Floyd Seafood in Sherwood, where you can get king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game that's coming up. And Floyd Seafood is on Keel Avenue in Sherwood. So let's do it. Let's get into your Razor Hog update. We got some reaction from Coach Muss after last night's game against Ole Miss as the Razorbacks lose 77-51. Another lopsided loss. This time it was on the road at Ole Miss. Game coming up Saturday against Kentucky, so they'll have an opportunity to bounce back. But here's what Coach Muss had to say about some of the injuries that happened in the game last night with going into the game. Didn't have Tremont Mark available, but also Trevin Brazil getting injured. Yeah, no, T. Mark uh, hasn't practiced, um, you know, didn't practice Monday or Tuesday. Obviously has a migraine. You know, I, I'm not a doctor. He's, you know, he's got a migraine. So that's, that is what it is. And then, um, you know, with Brazil, his knees had soreness, um, you know, since, uh, since Monday's live practice. And uh, just wasn't able to go in the second half. Also, Coach Muss recapped the game, just kind of summed up everything that happened. 
we're not shooting the ball well. We're not defending well. You know, we turned the ball over to start the game way too much. Got the turnovers um, a little bit under control. Thought we moved the ball better tonight um, than we had with our 13 assists on the 17 made field goals. But, I mean, you just go up and down the 2 for 9, 3 for 10, you know, 1 for 5, 0 for 5. You know, got to make shots. And certainly, you know, defending becomes a problem. We were we were up on the glass at one point, rebounding the ball. And, and then, you know, the second half, the, the rebounding was uh, heavily, you know, tilted towards Ole Miss. Coach Moss also spoke about something that's out of the norm for him and having a large rotation. We're used to seeing Coach Muss teams with seven or eight players in the rotation. Last night's game, they played 13, but that was mostly because the game was out of hand and, and uh, putting some more players into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's getting an opportunity. You know, like I said, I mean, point guard play turnovers. You know, shooters are struggling shooting the ball. That the center spot, we had zero defensive rebounds. So there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of areas. It's not one particular player. It's not one particular position. It's across the board. We're getting outplayed uh, at every position right now. And there it is for your Razor Hog update. And there are three remaining NFL head coaching jobs. It's the Commanders, Seahawks, and Falcons, as the Panthers have hired David Canales from the Bucks. So they okay. went in division and hired within the division uh David Canales going over from the Bucks to the Carolina Panthers. Hey, what what do you think about the Falcons? They they've interviewed a lot of guys now. Yeah, you they, that? Yeah, they've interviewed probably the most of any team. Do you they, think that's the norm? Like what do you think the average number of of interviews an NFL team. Maybe about half of what the Falcons have done. Yeah. Maybe about seven or eight, and they've done about 15. Jeez. Seven or eight is an average? I, you, that, thought it, you thought it may have been less well, than Well, I that. didn't know, but, you know, I know they've got the, you know, you've got things, you've got protocols, you have to go with the Rooney rule and all, you know, and all that stuff. But I didn't really know. But, yeah, seven makes sense. But they, they've been rolling people in. I mean, in and out. You want? I wonder what they're what they're thinking on that. If if some of these guys are going to turn them down, but you know, Bill Belichick was in there early mm-hmm. with with Jim Harbaugh. He had a second interview also. Okay, yeah. So 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 that doesn't sound good for Belichick if he if he's had two interviews. Also, Mike Vrabel has had a couple of interviews. That so. was the one that I just saw today. So it's like, man, are they interviewing everybody? That's <laughs> so if you're Which talking I like about variable a lot, you know. Yeah, if you're talking about two guys that have had success, previous NFL head coaches, and both of them have had a couple of interviews, and then they haven't made a hire, it just says that they're they're searching deep. They're they're looking. They're not going to leave any option out there. Yeah, I was just kind of trying. I I have a lot of respect for Arthur Blank. I you know I think he's a great owner. Um, but I was trying, you know, you're always trying, I guess, when you're a journalist to connect the dots and read between the lines. I was like, they're interviewing a lot of people. And then I saw Vrabel, and I was wondering, are they just doing their due diligence? Are some of these guys going to, you know, are they, are they not a good fit? Are they turning them down? You know, the, the candidates are. But you couldn't, I don't think you would go wrong with Belichick or Vrabel. You know, I think either one of those guys, if you could get either one, would be good. I'm not so sure that uh, Belichick is going to be the guy. Not so sure at this point. Yeah, I know. I and and maybe people are concerned with his age. That you know, maybe he's not. Uh, I mean, if you ask him, as far as he's concerned, he could coach anywhere. But maybe that's. You think that's a concern that he? That some teams might think he's past his prime. Yeah, they could be looking at that with Belichick, with Pete Carroll, uh, and Pete Carroll was a guy that definitely wanted to keep coaching. But yeah. with both those guys, yeah, the age is also has, it's has, going to be a thing. For has sure. Pete Carroll come out and said that he wants to continue coaching right now? He didn't necessarily say he wanted to continue coaching, but in his last press conference with the Seahawks, he was saying how he was looking forward to next season. He wanted to be at Seattle. And then when uh, they made the move to make him an advisor, then he said that he, he wanted to keep coaching. So okay. he, he let it be known at that point that – that wasn't necessarily his decision. Okay. And and he even said that the problem they ran into is you're talking football with non-football guys. So he, he even said that in the press conference. Wow. So he kind of put them on blast where he said, 
Yeah, we're we're talking about a football situation with non football guys. guys. So I if he's not an advisor for the team, is he a guy you think winds up in a radio to- or TV booth somewhere? Possibly. It, it, it's possible. It's possible. If, if he doesn't get a, a coaching opportunity. Right. But um, being an advisor to the team, that can go a number of different directions. Well, he could still be an advisor to the team and be a, a radio commentator, couldn't he? Could yeah, he, not? he could do that. Perhaps. He yeah. could do that for the team specifically. Exactly. I didn't like that move. The 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 Belichick one, I kind of saw that because I just think that everybody needed a start there. Carroll, I thought maybe they needed to keep him because I I just don't know. Like New England, you know, they had a plan in place, you know, to to promote Mayo and all that. Seattle, you know, what are they going to do? And and I and I think whenever you make a move, you have to know who are we going to get. Like who who is who are we going to get that's better? I think the personnel with Seattle is the thing. I end up watching a lot of those games because Luke, my son, likes Geno Smith. So I watched more Seahawks games than I care. Jeremy Muck, our buddy that works at the Democrat Gazette, he's a Seahawks guy. So I've always kind of rooted just because of Jeremy, you know, being from there. But that was my biggest thing. They don't have a lot of offensive linemen, and there's a lot of holes on defense. That's not really the head coach's fault. And I like Geno Smith at quarterback, but I'm afraid they're going to go ahead and and get a different uh, draft of quarterback in there. Well, what they need is a succession plan at quarterback. And even though Geno Smith is still under contract, I think they're happy with what they're able to do on the field, some of the offensive weapons they have around them. But you know that he's only going to be there for so long. You you wouldn't expect him to play for like the next eight seasons to be the franchise quarterback. So they are going to look to uh, draft a quarterback at some point and – you know, like a Jordan many, Love situation with Aaron Rodgers, bring him in. Yeah. yeah, many many are thinking that this could be the draft this year. Yeah. How likely is it that Vrabel winds up in Seattle? I know his name's been floated around there some too. So Vrabel, yeah, he'll he's he'll be somebody that they'll they'll look into, but Dan Quinn, who has connections to the Seahawks as the uh defensive coordinator at one time, they oh, may yeah. look more into him. But makes sense. there hasn't been a lot of talk about Dan Quinn altogether. I heard some a little bit initially, but then not much. It's kind of weird how those searches go. You you hear the guy's name, then it disappears, you know? like And then, like Vrabel, I had no idea that he was being considered by the Falcons. And then I, I read that today that they interviewed him. So somebody needs to hire that guy. He's 20, 2021 Coach of the Year. I I think he is a good hand and... Learn very well from being in that Patriots program. Some some of that could be performance-based as far as with Dan Quinn because his name was floated out there before the playoff game, and then yeah. you see how the defense kind of got shredded in that playoff game against the Packers. Yes. So sometimes that'll take the shine off just a little bit. That was shocking how bad they played in that. that but, but then you saw that the Packers played well in the next did. game. So. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a credit to the Packers. Maybe so. And not taken taken away from the Cowboys. Yeah. But, of course, with uh, all the attention that they always get with the Cowboys, then it's going to be a thing where it's never going to be about the other team. It's always about the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. We point we point the blame a lot. and then, Yeah. You're as good as your last game sometimes. We're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio final segment. And we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports. So stay tuned for more of Out of Bounds coming up. Nothing better than calling the Hogs with your fellow Razorback fans. And now is the time to join the team and become a part of the Razorback Foundation. Fans can join for as little as $4.17 per month. The financial support provided by Razorback Foundation members makes a once-in-a-lifetime experience possible for more than 465 student-athletes. Your gifts provide scholarships, academic support, training, and nutrition, as well as professional and personal development assistance. Being a member allows you to access season tickets, priority seating, and parking, tailgate, 
tailgating, invitations to exclusive coaches and player events, as well as 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your support will help the Razorbacks continue on the path of success and bring home even more SEC and national championships. Already a member? Great. You have until March 1st to renew your membership. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit RazorbackFoundation.com. That's 479-443-9000 or RazorbackFoundation.com. Go Hogs! At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a night of heart-pounding action. Pinnacle Fight Night, where warriors become legends. On February 3rd, experience the thrill of professional boxing as top fighters Carlos Nava, 10-0 with six knockouts, and Thomas Candyman Blair, 7-0 with three knockouts, defend their perfect records. At the Maumel Event Center, as fighters from around the U.S. compete for victory, don't miss the chance to be a part of history. Tickets are selling fast, so grab yours today at Eventbrite. Pinnacle Fight Night, where legends are made. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. There are a lot of great dads out there. Sometimes those dads get divorced. For more than 30 years, we have represented men in divorce, confronting the pitfalls that could devastate your finances or harm your family relationships. While every situation is different, our goal is to get the best outcome for you and your kids. Visit CordellCordell.com to take the first step. Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8. 888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8. 888-8888. Been in a wreck anywhere in the state. Just dial 8. 888-8888. 888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Roger, did you know that Oakland Sports is the mobile app that lets you bet anywhere in Arkansas? Anywhere. So I can bet the over when I'm in Dover. Indeed you can. I can take the underdog in Dogtown. Absolutely. You're telling me I can bet on the pigskin in Piggott? Yep. Hoops in Humnoke. Baseball in Bauxite. Long shots in Lavanca? All of the above. Anywhere, huh? Anywhere. Nice. Easy to use and even easier to fund. Bet with confidence. Bet with Oakland Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's not just about the size of the meat. It's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. Yeah. And you say Shot City. Shot City. Shot City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now? So much so, she said, excuse me, little homie, I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy and I like to and from that point, I never blow her off, come from out of town, I like to show her off, they like to act tough, she like to tone them off, and make them straighten up their hat, cause she know they soft, and when I grew up, she showed me how to go and at night time my face lit up So it's down and I told her And my heart is where she always be She never mess with entertainers Cause they always leave She said it felt like they walked and drove on me Knew I was gang affiliated Got on TV and told on me I guess it's why last winter she got so cold on me She said yeah Keep I'm making that, keep making that platinum and gold for me You think about me now and Welcome back to Out of Bounds Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson 
We have some breaking news here on Out of Bounds where Adam Schefter is reporting that Raheem Morris is going to be the Falcons' next head coach. Yeah, it's like they read our mind or something. You were just talking about the hiring process. Their ears were burning. Yeah. Good hire. I like it. So it looks like Bill Belichick, he may get shut out because that was the only team that was really showing interest in him. And, uh... Yeah, you yeah. And, and you wonder if he doesn't get a job this year, would he sit out and come back? You, you almost kind of felt like it was going to be this year. What's he going to do for a year? I mean, he's not going to go on TV, you know. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Sure, I doubt it. Not but, sure that anybody would want that anyway. But you know one one thing that was interesting. I talked to Kevin Kelly when he re, when he you know left because Kevin's friends with him and worked on his staff for a little bit. He said he he's totally not like that in in uh, behind closed doors though. Like he's you know, that stuff that he does in the press conferences. Did you did you see that? There's a guy that asks all these off the wall questions in the press conferences. Have you, did you see that real? There's a, this guy that would ask like all these like off the wall questions to Belichick about like where are you going on vacation? What do you think about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that there was a guy like that and. You would think Belichick didn't, wouldn't like it, but he always answered the question. It was Bill Belichick funny. is going to be joining Nick Saban and Deion Sanders on commercials for a certain supplemental insurance company. Uh, I, that, that'd be a good call. He yeah. probably liked the fact of breaking it where it wasn't always about the game, and especially for this season, asking what the next move was going to be with him and about some of the losses. He probably appreciated that guy asking something that was – Kind yeah, of outside the box. I, I think so. That, that's. I mean, the guy was allowed to keep asking the questions, so you must not have mind it. It was, it was a whole reel of these outlandish questions. Speaking of that, Luka Doncic actually had a back and forth with ESPN reporter Tim McMahon. Suns rolled over the Mavericks. At the end of the third, Mavs down 22. Luka had had enough of a fan. You see him signaling he wanted the fan ejected. Hey, get that... Well, that's what that's about. NBA reporter Tim McMahon was at the game, tweeted this video, and wrote, Luka Doncic asked security to eject his Suns fan who was sitting two rows behind midcourt press row. The comment the fan made that drew Doncic's wrath, Luka, you're tired, get your ass on the treadmill. After the game, Doncic took issue with McMahon's tweet. Uh, I know I saw you when you said about the fan, you know. That was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah. I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything? He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. Well, you put out something that was just the only thing. But what okay, the final what, 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 what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that... It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Yeah, so Luka Doncic, he's... Uh, not happy with first of all the fan, yeah, and uh, the fan that was heckling him. But then Tim McMahon, he said that there's a history there where Tim McMahon is always saying something bad about him. Well, being a member of the media, I a lot of times side with the media. I'm going, I'm going with Donich here. I mean, you know, you go out there and play and hear somebody curse. I mean, you know, that it's easy for that guy, you know, to say that. I, I, I think that that you know. That brings up a thing that I was I I think a lot more people need to be ejected because you've seen a lot of these tapes of guys screaming stuff. I don't think you should be able to just scream anything at a game. And if you're cursing like that, I think you should be ejected. And obviously, he's used to hearing stuff, so it had to have been bad. And then that tweet did make it sound like it was, you know, one thing. So I don't know what the history is there, but just the fact that he was willing to kind of spar with him. I think if I'm the reporter there, I'm taking the high road, and I'm not going to go ahead and argue with him because it's, you know, I just don't think it's the place to do that. If you're going to talk about that, maybe you do it away from everybody. 
Current Patriots receiver Kayshawn Butte, former LSU receiver, he's been arrested on allegations of illegal sports betting while he was at LSU. And the dates that that happened were between April 6th of 22 and May 7th of 23. And it says that he placed almost 9,000 wagers in an alias account, and at least 17 of those were on NCAA football games. Wow. You know, there's a, a big thing in Iowa about Iowa and Iowa State, those players, and now there's a big story that possibly that 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 uh, investigation was not on the up and up with some of the the procedures that the law enforcement used up there so that a lot of people aren't happy i figured that that would start to trickle down to other programs and they said at least six of those bets were placed on lsu so college football bets and then placed on lsu also uh fantasy football there was a site that uh some employees were let go because of a cheating scandal and they released a statement on it saying that as a result of an internal investigation an employee was terminated and a contest participant has been banned from further play on our platforms so it's national fantasy football championship which is uh, a subsidiary of sports hub Hmm. So they had some employees and uh, contestant that got into some trouble there. So they were they were employees of the fantasy football company that were doing that. Yeah. yeah. On this day in sports, Will Chamberlain scored fifty eight and is the most by a rookie. It was a rookie record at the time with the Philadelphia Warriors. Michael Jordan got his ten thousand point in the NBA in his fifth season. And this was a great day for Paul McCartney, where the Beatles got their first U.S. number one hit with I Want to Hold Your Hand. And also, he, um, he had been arrested in 1980 on this day, but this is the day that he actually was released from jail and deported. So hmm. he was able to get out of a Tokyo jail and get back home. Interesting. Birthdays today. Alicia Keys, she's 43 years old. 43. Wouldn't, wouldn't have guessed that in the birthday trivia game. I, wouldn't, I would have been over. Also, in a survey done by Bankrate, it was uh, found that 56% of Americans say they can't afford a $1,000 emergency fund. They said if something came up and it was $1,000, they couldn't afford to do it. My advice to the kids, always keep money stowed away. you got to have an emergency fund just for that very instant. Appreciate you, Todd and Nate, for coming in you and bet. spending some time on Out of Bounds. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Listen close. Offer ends January 31st. 3.99% interest on 22, 23, and 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Don't delay. The Alcoa Community FCU New Year's Auto Loan Special with rates as low as 3.99% ends January 31st. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.com.